speaking with Emmy-winning uh, Sean Callery, who's one of the most prolific TV composers working today. Sean is behind the music on some of the most watched and critically acclaimed series on TV, like 24, Homeland, Bones, Elementary, and many, many others. Uh, Sean Callery returns to the world of Jack Bauer in 24 with Live Another Day starting on May 5th and a fourth season of Homeland, which is coming up uh, as well. Sean, so great to, to chat with you again. It's great to be back. Thank you for having me. So last time we talked a lot about your background and your path to composing. So let's just jump right into 24, because I'm sure that's what most people are <laughs> excited about. Uh, you worked on eight seasons of this hit show, which ended in 2010. I feel like I've been hearing kind of rumblings of this uh, revival, I think, almost since the series ended. So how did Live Another Day finally get going? And when did you find out that it was, you know, finally happening? I found out about it about a year ago, along with everybody else. It was announced in the trades and on TV that um, Fox was able to work out a, a situation with Kiefer and some other cast members to um, to return for a 12-episode arc. You know, there was a there was always all this talk about um, uh, a possible film franchise, right? And they were pursuing that, and there was always a lot of issues of timing of uh, of schedules for the writers and for the actors and so forth. And then uh, out of the blue comes this really unique 12-episode uh, uh, arc idea uh, in the series that's going to start in May and, and air for 12 con uh, 11 consecutive weeks with a two-hour premiere in front. And that's how I learned about it. It was very exciting. I mean, it, it was a little surreal because, uh, you know, I started working on the show. The very first time I started working on 24 was... 13 years ago this month when wow. we did the pilot, you know. <laughs> yeah, 2001. So, you know, you work on a, a pilot, you don't know if the show's going to be a success or not, and here we are, you know, talking 13 years later. I'm going to be 50 this year, and uh, we're still scoring uh, I'm still scoring for the show, and it's a, it's a great joy. It's a great pleasure to be back on it. So what's it, what was it like jumping back into that world that, you know, you've worked on for it so long? Was it as easy as, you know, picking up right where you left off, or was it more along the lines of kind of, you know, blowing the dust off and putting it putting the pieces back together again and see what, what's new and what we can make from what was left over? Well, you know, it's funny. I, it, it's a little bit of both, because when I first looked at the first note, like, on the spot, it felt like the show you always remembered. You right. know, it, it was like putting on a... a you know, your favorite shoe or sweater or shirt or whatever, you know, it, that it felt immediately familiar. And then at the same time, it was, you know, it's filmed in London. There were new, lots of new characters and, um, and that was very exciting. So it, it was, it was a little bit of both. It had a little bit, there was a little bit of nostalgia and then also a very much sense of, um, newness mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and then when you start exploring the scores, uh, when you start going back into the sort of language, the musical language of the show, uh, <laughs> that was a kind of a funny experience because sometimes I'll, I'll have listened to it. I, I took some time to watch some of the older episodes just to sort of get reacquainted with the energy of the show because we, we hadn't, I hadn't worked on an episode of 24 in over three years. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just I remember hearing some sounds and some approaches. And I was like, geez, I don't even remember how I did that. I don't even remember... <laughs> I don't even remember what that sound was. <laughs> so it was kind of, it was it was kind of funny. It was a, it was a bit of archaeological dig for a bit. And uh, but you know, overall, with the with the producers and the cast and stuff, there's a lot of excitement about it. There's, I think people really cared for this uh, for the show. It was one of the best crews I've certainly ever worked with, and and that is extending itself now into this 
additional chapter, which is just just great. And uh, so yeah, we it's a twelve episode arc, and usually you're used to working on twenty four episodes in a season for network, you know, with the with the, re- the last seasons of the series. So do you find it is it maybe less straining creatively working on twelve episodes versus twenty four? Do you find yourself not being kind of stretched out as far? Well, I think the biggest difference, you know, twenty four when it ran for twenty four episodes, the biggest problem that I remember the writers having is is when. Uh, Jack Bauer had to get from Los Angeles to Woodland Hills or, you know, someplace out, you know, 40 miles away outside of Los Angeles. Right. Uh, you'd have to design an episode where he's in a car for, for 30 of those minutes getting there. And it was, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, other stories that had to be going on simultaneously. So one of the, one of the cool things about it being a 12 episode uh, situation is that a lot of the, uh, Act and sort of story is 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 a bit more uh, consolidated and concise. It, it, it's a little bit more streamlined, and it's not a criticism to the 24 episode format. It's just that there's just the action is a lot more uh, steady, mm-hmm. and and you know I I actually haven't presently witnessed the time cut yet, but it's also nice to be able to enjoy different parts of uh, the look of the show when it's in different parts of the day. You okay. know, I always enjoyed. When I worked on the twenty, when it was a twenty-four episode uh, show per season, I remember in season one, uh, the first six, seven episodes were in uh, from midnight to six or seven a.m. And it wasn't until seven a.m. that you actually saw any daylight, and it was sort of fascinating to see the characters in daylight and they're kind of tired and stuff like that. And now with the twelve episode arc, you're going to kind of get the best of all worlds in a in a, in a complete day, but in all different points and parts of the day. So it's a, it may be actually a really wonderful reinvention of the, uh, of, of the idea of the premise of it. You know, right, it'll still yeah. be called 24, not 12, but, right. you know, but, it'll, <laughs> but it'll, uh, but it'll be a 12 episode arc. You know? <laughs> so yeah, you mentioned the first episode of 20 aired, aired in 2001. I was, yeah, I was a freshman in high school. Wow. <laughs> and it's now 2014. Uh, how has your music, you know, for this beloved series evolved. If you had to describe the journey from start to end to where you are now, what would you say about your music for 24? How has it changed, remained the same? I mean, has it been a constantly evolving machine? Do you even remember the starting point? <laughs> uh, no, it's all a blur. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to think what I did is I kind of, uh, I like to think what I did is follow the story just like everyone else did you right. know the, the the jack bauer the story was always about jack bauer and his his sense of uh, heroism and sacrifice towards uh towards the greater good and uh, if you follow jack bauer's life he started off as the head of ctu and then as as the seasons went on he he paid a very big price for his service and towards the end of the season as we saw at the end of season eight, he was he was outcast. He was on right. the run, right. and and so the music, I think, over time played sometimes to his isolation and um, and to his uh, rogue rogueness, if you will, when he took uh, chances and so on. I think also the storyline sometimes got um, it, the storyline sometimes also. A lot of what 
the music was going to do and sound like. Uh, for example, in season two, we had a a nuclear weapon threat uh, versus season one, which was a, a, a presidential candidate assassination threat. So there was a, I remember in season two, the producers Sam, called me and said, this threat is really like everywhere. It's like, um, it's like when you get up, I think he said it to me, he said, you know how you get up and you look outside, it's cloudy, and you know there's a storm, you just feel this overall sense like this real, the storm's coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a much different feeling uh, than, than season one was. And, and so for each season I tried to evolve tacking with the story as best I could. It's kind of a long answer to your question. But... Oh, no, it's, yeah, it's awesome. That's a great answer. I love it. Um, I mean, it, it is, it's a, it's a, it becomes its own thing, I think, you know, music when it's running that long and then it's coming from you and it's kind of being part of this world. And I think it's a really interesting thing to watch a, a, a series of music evolve over that many years, you know, eight years or, and even other series too that I, I, I love, like Lost, seeing Michael Giacchino's music evolve. It's just very different and how every composer kind of uh, does it and how the music kind of moves with the story and everything. It's really interesting. I really love it. Um, yeah. But, I um, mean, I think everybody I think everybody who works on a show, I mean, if you have a show that lasts at all, you know, but if you start looking at shows that last five, six, seven, eight, eight years, there has to be some growth there, some DNA, you know, some, some organic growth on behalf of everybody. Right. You know, writers, yeah. actors, composers, uh, everybody, director of photography. I think, I think everything has to sort of grow or otherwise it, um, how could it, how could it survive? It just has to sort of evolve, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, Progress, 24 just yeah. had this ability yeah. to do so. It was, a, you know, no one, no one knew it was going to be a success. It's, it's just, and then here we, it's just, it's just great to, it was great to be a part of the show and it's great to be part of this new chapter. And uh, as I was browsing your IMDb, and I, there was one thing that I noticed that kind of uh, stood out, that they had a, a 24 Indian version, and that you're in, that sounds extremely interesting. Were you, so were you working on another country's adaptation of the show from the U.S. version? This is the first I'm hearing of it, so this is, this is real-time news here. Really? No, I don't know any... <laughs> the 24, 20, I think, actually, I did remember reading... Actually, now this is sort of ringing a bell you're saying it's a it's a version of 24 and it's it's filmed in india and it's a completely different storyline i think so it was I, I was looking it up on imdb I, I don't know if they i guess they since you don't know about it i guess you didn't work on it but i guess maybe they used your no. music or something but it's on your on your credits list including some of the original writers so i guess they adapted it for indian television and i don't know <laughs> i just i thought if you were part of it that would have been cool but if you're not i guess i guess they well, just well that is cool that's cool that the show is uh that's that's very cool. That the show sort of uh, extended into that area. No, but I I did not. Uh, I was not involved with that part of it. I, okay. I, now, now you make me want to see it though. See how it uh, see how it came out. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I guess they may have. Pro- I mean, I'm sure they used your iconic you know theme and everything. So maybe that's why it's appearing on your credits list. But uh, <laughs> um, interesting. Well. Oh, no, when I hang up, I'll when I hang up, I'll go try to find it. <laughs> okay. Well, you're, in addition to Twenty Four, uh, you've, you're also working on another huge show, Homeland, uh, which is an entirely different animal. The show is now moving into its uh, season four. I guess that's coming up, and and I guess it's it's similar to Twenty. I mean, you have the same kind of personality. You're working with the same people that worked on Twenty Four. It's heavy on both plot and character, and it's a very plot-driven show with uh, a lot of things going on. Is there a difference? in scoring plot versus scoring character or do you do you even separate it that way like how do you 
do you write differently for maybe character fleshing out or do you write differently for action? I mean, is it, is it a, a different process for you? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, 24 and Homeland are, well, the, the process of scoring, the process of scoring is, remains the same in terms of, in terms of sitting down and creating music that serves the story and serves the picture. Right. Um, however, on 24, and again, and it wasn't planned this way, but 24 sort of enjoys kind of an adrenaline rush of, of movement. And it's just sort of worked out that Jack Bauer's sort of movement and frenetic pace uh, throughout his story, throughout the story, that it made sense that the music sort of follow him. And, and so the music kind of tacks uh, all over the place uh, with the real-time format. Mm-hmm. And as you know, with the 24 storyline, there were boxes and other storylines unfolding simultaneously. And so we developed a sort of musical language where the subtle message, if you will, was that no matter where everybody, no matter where anybody is in the world, there are all these stories unfolding simultaneously, and the music was trying to help convey that without actually banging on the head of viewers to say mm-hmm. so. So uh, that that was the 24 experience in terms of spotting and, and, and placing music for the show. For Homeland, it's, it's a far more uh, understated and uh, perhaps much more sparsely scored uh, project. Mm-hmm. And... The, the governable, the governing moments or the governing, uh, how should I say this? Forgive me, I'm having trouble finding the words today. <laughs> no. Yeah, the, 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 sort of the, 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 gover- the governing principle for me when you're composing it is musically you never be offering up something that informs the viewer how they should be feeling. Okay, right. Uh, in in season one, for example, yeah, when Brody returns from uh, from the POW, from being a prisoner of war, for the first six or seven episodes, it's really unclear whether Carrie Matheson's suspicion of him, whether he's a, a, whether he has turned or whether she is just misreading his intentions, uh, it's unclear whether her her suspicions are valid or not. So whenever Brody was doing something uh, that was uh, interesting to her, the music had to be very careful not to tip its hand one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, the performances on both shows are so strong. And in Homeland, when the music comes in, there's such a it, it comes in for a very very economic purpose. You know, whatever it has. To, play whatever wherever it's whatever it's participating in uh, whatever moment it's enhancing it does so and then it never stays or lingers or continues for any longer than it needs to we we spend an awful lot of time massaging where music comes in and where it goes out so that it doesn't distract or take anything take take anybody out of the moment right uh, the show is very it's extraordinarily uh, delicate and uh, it's a wonderful project to work on. Uh, we were, it's one of the few projects that when we, uh, when I score the show, uh, the producers come over 
primarily it's Alex Gonza. He comes over, and we play the entire show down in real time. Even if there's 15, 20 minutes of score, we'll play the whole show down. Then we'll have a discussion. If there's any changes, I'll try to affect those changes right on the spot. And sometimes we'll watch the entire episode again, you know, yeah. just to get a feel for how how the music's playing, just to make sure that every moment is completely authentic. I think that's the word that I was hunting for the whole time, is the music has to have a, a real authenticity uh, in its intention. And if anything feels at all superfluous or sentimental or somehow leading the moment in some way, then uh, we change it. And I'm, you know, sometimes I get a little romantic or I get a little too intense with what I'm doing. And uh, so but I have to be, I have to be pulled in, as they say. <laughs> and <laughs> put on the leash. <laughs> but yeah, put on the leash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's a it's a good leash. It, it's a good leash. Right, it's a very right. good leash. No, it sounds like a real balancing act of precision, and and that sounds like a. A challenge, but a, a great challenge, I think, for a composer and an ed- as well as the editors and the writers. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, and it's funny, even though there's less music it, than 24 or, or Elementary or any of the other projects I work on, it, it takes just as long, if not a little longer, to do because because of that kind of precision and nuance that that the show aspires to bring to every episode. Right, absolutely. I can imagine it, yeah. You're spending more time trying to find where not to score than where to score. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you mentioned Elementary, well, which is another uh, another huge series, big successful series, and it's a, a modern take on that you know, familiar Sherlock Holmes story. So what was your goal for, for creating that soundscape? Uh, it's, you know, we've had kind of different takes on Sherlock Holmes from you know, David Arnold and Michael Price do their Sherlock show, and Hans Zimmer has done his take on the movies. Uh, where did you start to create kind of your modern approach to it? Did you play with the characters, acknowledge the legacy of, of what the, uh, Sherlock Holmes is, and how did you kind of go about that? The first, uh, well, the first thing is that I knew a little bit about Sherlock Holmes as a kid. I read some of his novels, and I also... Um, I had not seen the British series Sherlock mm-hmm. uh, yet. And I had seen the Zimmer movie um, with Robert Downey Jr. And, and when director Michael Cuesta asked if I would be interested in scoring the pilot, I, I was most excited about it in terms of it being a modern uh, day reimagining and having Watson as a female, which was to my knowledge, the first of its kind. Maybe right. it's been on before, but I, I'd never heard of it. So I, uh, when I started working on the pilot, I, I actually, just just to remain sort of open, I, I chose not to look at the Sherlock series, not because I didn't want to watch it. I just didn't want to, um, I just wanted to have as sort of fresh approach as I could. Mm-hmm. And I've heard nothing but just astounding, you know, there's, there was nothing, at, the, at that point I'd heard nothing but astounding things about the series, so... <clears throat> So when I uh, began, I tried to remain as sort of open as possible, and the only real hook that I had into the Holmes character, which was one of the things you love reading about as a kid, is when he walked into a room, his his powers of observation were, were pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. He had the ability to look at a person, and he could determine that his hair was short and 
he stood straight and he 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 had, he, he had military training or he, there was a, a golden hair on his shirt, which meant that he only hugged a woman. You know, he he had all these things that he was working out simultaneously, and that was the hook for me for that camp that he has all these wheels simultaneously in service to perceiving and deducing and observation. And I was just musical reference I could draw upon in terms of my own experience was in the realm of uh, classical music, specifically Baroque classical music, where when you had fugues, uh, Bach that I, that I used to play, you would have voices, multiple voices, working simultaneously. And one of the hardest things to do when you were playing piano was to keep track of all those voices and really give them the proper attention in under the cohesion of it being a single performable and hopefully musical performance and musical piece. So I, I kind of came at the idea of the music having some moving strains of different kinds of voices that are kind of working together, but have a certain kind of independence, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. And kind of like a ticking, kind of like a clock with all these moving parts. Mm. I always thought Holmes had all these things going on simultaneously, which is what made him somewhat of a, you know, as a kid to me, a kind of a superhero. And uh, so that, that was sort of the DNA start of it. Now, it was set in New York City, and it was modern day, so the producers were discussing, well, how do we bring a some kind of modernity to to the sound of it uh, without getting too uh, radical. Right. And so we tried to arrive at a hybrid using some classical instrumentation and some sound design. And, you know, again, this is another show with extraordinarily talented actors and writers. I mean, it's really, you know, Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu together. It is such an amazing uh, thing to watch them working together. Uh, a lot of the times the the show does not need to score because there there's just nothing needed. Mm -hmm. And then when the music comes in it comes in very delicately and then and then leaves. So that was the again, a long answer to your question. Oh no, it's a great question. <laughs> Um, about going about going to find sound of homes. Yeah. That's that's great. That's that's incredibly interesting. I love how that the genesis of that. I mean, you almost make it a, I guess, getting into his head psychologically and and uh, getting into their head psychologically. So where music kind of blends between that you know, character reflection, and everything. I always love hearing that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of where it's kind of where I started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of the part that was sort of the, the jump off point, if you will. Well, Sean. Uh, thank you so much for your time again today. It was such a pleasure talking to you and, and reflecting on all your work, uh, all your current work, and uh, your music is always such a driving force in, in everything that you you work in. And and uh, congratulations on you know 24 coming back and all your series that you're working on. You're you're constantly busy, which is great for the listeners as well. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. It's a blessing to be busy, and it's really nice to talk to you today. And uh, I really appreciate it a lot. And I, I hope you. The, uh, I hope I hope you enjoy the the 24 premiere. I think yeah. it's, I, I, we we finished the first yeah. couple a couple weeks ago, and they're they're pretty they're it's a, it's a pretty fun ride. I hope you'll enjoy it.